Morning City Church, this is Harrison, bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. All right, so we're on day two of my takeover, and honestly, if you stuck around after that downer of an opener, uh, I'm truly impressed. So we're considering how to grow in gospel gratefulness, and I'm suggesting what I call the thankfulness formula. Guilt plus grace equals gratitude. We begin with guilt because once you own up to the fact that because of sin, what you deserve is hell, anything other than that is going to seem like an incredible gift. So today, we're going to talk exactly about that gift, the gift of God's grace. Now, I want you to put yourself for a minute in the shoes of little orphan Annie. Your entire life, you've been unwanted and cast away. You've lived in horrid conditions under an even more horrid house mother. Uh, And then you're adopted by a bazillionaire and given the proverbial keys to the kingdom. Imagine how much your life would change and imagine how grateful you would be. Now, I want you to put I want to put you in the shoes of another person, a character from the Old Testament named Mephibosheth. In fact, you actually can't get in his shoes because he couldn't wear shoes. He was crippled. He was the son of Jonathan, grandson of King Saul. When he was 5 years old, the Philistines attacked and killed both his dad and grandfather, and in the ensuing chaos, his nanny fled with him, carrying him, uh, but she accidentally dropped him. And we don't know exactly what happened, but the drop paralyzed him and left him unable to walk. Now fast forward some years later, David has ascended to the throne. And if you remember, David was friends with Jonathan, but Saul, his father, repeatedly tried to kill him. Now, if you're King David, you would think that um, you would want to stamp out any remnant of those that are loyal to Saul, especially his family. They would be a threat to your kingship. But instead, David does the opposite. He searches for someone from Saul's family so that he can, quote, show them the kindness of God. And the person he finds is the person that's most unlikely. It's Mephibosheth. And you can imagine what Mephibosheth might have thought when David's people showed up on his doorstep. Here they are. They've come to finally do me in. And in some sense, his name even alludes to his seemingly being born under a curse. It means from the mouth of shame. But instead, David reverses all that. David brings Mephibosheth and his young son Micah to live with him forever in the palace. He's made to be a kind of adopted son of David. Again, can you imagine a set of circumstances better set to produce a perpetual sense of gratitude and thankfulness than those of Mephibosheth? Well, friends, the good news of the gospel is that King Jesus has acted even more graciously towards you. Yesterday, I referenced Ephesians 2, in which Paul says that we're dead in our sins. That's the guilt piece. But then he immediately goes on to the grace piece by saying that we've been made alive with Christ Jesus. Now, remember, we deserve death at best and hell at worst. Well, here's Paul saying that what we get is not only life, but we get the very life of Christ himself. You see, when he's saying that we're made alive with Christ, he's referring to our union with Jesus. 
we participate in by faith and through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We share in, we participate in the very divine life of Christ himself. So it's even better than being invited to live in Jesus' palace like Mephibosheth. Brother, we've been invited into Jesus. So friends, because of your guilt, you deserve hell. But because of God's grace, you've been given the divine fullness of God. If that can't grow you in thankfulness, I'm not sure what can. Until tomorrow, stay well and do good.